Welcome back to Unreliable Narrators, where we make each other enjoy our favorite childhood things and hope that everyone likes them. I'm Kiara. <laughs> what? Was that an accident or was that on purpose? That was on purpose. I wanted to see what you would do. I just love, I was about to be like, oh yeah, and I'm that way. And, and I'm, I'm Maggie. No, I'm not. I'm no, actually not. Kiara. Anyway, I'm Maggie. Right. That's Kiara. <laughs> yes, she's trying to steal my identity. As always. What childhood things do you have for me today? Because I've already forced you to watch a Disney movie. So I know, what... I was going to say. Well, because I wanted you to experience my childhood. But we've discovered throughout our friendship that there is something from your childhood and from actually a lot of people's childhoods that I have not experienced. But understandably so. So anyway, because I didn't have cable in my house growing up, I didn't really grow up watching a lot of the same TV shows as a lot of the a lot of my peers were like a lot of the Gen Z kids. So instead, I enjoyed other typical Gen Z things like sitting on sidewalk curbs and playing Pokemon games. And it's actually kind of funny. I'll tell this story real quick because it's one of my favorite stories. When my brother, I have a younger brother. He's two years younger than I am. When he turned six, maybe, I, I, I can find it out, but I don't feel like looking it up right now. When he turned six, I was eight. My parents gave him a Game Boy for his birthday. And I was upset because I didn't have a Game Boy. And I'm like, I'm the older sibling. I should have a Game Boy first, right? And so I ran inside crying because I didn't get a video game. And then, as it turned out, my parents did get me a Game Boy, but it was one of the older models, so, like, I was still a second-class citizen, but at least I had one. They gave me a used game that came with it, and it was this weird game called Pokemon Sapphire, and I was like, huh, what's this? And I started playing it, and that's when my life fell apart. I feel like those, like, the youngest in my family, I feel like I have to side with Paul, though, and be like, yeah, no, that was awesome, he deserved it. He never even played it, though. They gave him, like, some... Because it was the same year that Cars came out, the Pixar movie. Oh, and so yeah. they gave him some cheesy Cars video game, and it was awful. But anyway, well, that's besides the point. As a child, I never received any Pokemon anything. Uh, I grew up with Nintendo 64, which is the best. And I, I actually want to get Nintendo 64 again because I miss some of the games that I used to play in there because I grew up always playing mm -hmm. that. And the closest I ever got to Pokemon was Super Smash Brothers in 64 that Ooh, where you could play as either Pikachu or Jigglypuff. And that's literally as close as I ever got. Well, I'm proud of you. You should get... You probably can't find it. Also, I'm pretty sure this is an N64 game because I don't know what else it would be. Um, Pokemon Snap? My uh, yeah. my next door neighbor used to have that on an old school N64, and I got to watch him play it a couple times. I never played it, but that also exists. You can also get, I think it's the Pokemon Stadium games, which I don't know how those work exactly. I'm still kind of figuring that one out, but those are on the N64 too. I love the N64. Yeah. My favorite game on the N64 was Super Mario 64. It was the best, and I missed it a lot. It's a good game. It's still, like, a lot of people consider it one of the best Mario games still. And a lot of the newer, this is a tangent, but, like, a lot of the newer 3D Mario games, like like the most recent one on the Nintendo Switch, uh, Mario Odyssey, that kind of style. And a, it takes a lot of cues from that game, and it has a lot of references back to Super Mario 64. So it's a good oh, wow. choice. I was, 
I wasn't even like gonna be like, oh yeah, this is such a well-made game. It's literally just childhood nostalgia for me. That's actually mm-hmm. the main reason I want to get a Nintendo 64 again. Is even if I don't have any other game, I just want to get through a Mario 64 mm-hmm. again and play through you- all the paintings and stuff. Yeah. You know you can get it, well, maybe not anymore, but you used to be able to get it on the Wii. What? How? Yeah, through Virtual Console. I don't know if you still can, because they shut down internet for the Wii, like, five years ago. But I don't yeah, know. I, don't, I barely use our Wii. <laughs> on. Can you still use Wii Shop Channel? Let's try that. Ah, it closed yeah. in January of this year. Well, time to go buy a Nintendo 64. There's actually a gaming store, like a local game mm-hmm. store uh, in my town. And it's called like the Golden Goblin, I think it is. I think they have like tabletop games, video games, all kinds of stuff. Sounds about and right. I know at one point they did have a Nintendo 64 and I think they had Super Mario 64 as well. Mm-hmm. That was probably like a year ago that I yeah. remember that. And I've not gone in there since. So I'll have to mm-hmm. look at that and see have it like how much it is and be like please i just want to feel like a kid again yeah i mean some places like second and charles and i don't know if these are illegal or not so don't come to me with legal problems but i know there are like it's not a real nintendo 64 but it plays nintendo 64 games so it's not an emulator per se but it's not the actual thing either i actually have never heard of that yeah i almost bought one a while ago because i have a I have an NES, like the original Nintendo, and I bought it at a yard sale for $2 for some reason, and it worked by some miracle. And I haven't played it in a long time because I'm at school and the NES is not. But a couple, like about a year or two ago, I noticed it wasn't reading the cartridges very well, so I think there's something wrong with the cartridge reader, and I thought about dismantling it to clean it out. And then I thought, or I could just go pay 60 bucks and buy something that'll play all the games that I have. Instead of, you know, potentially breaking the thing even more. Because I don't trust myself. That just, that brought back memories of the N64 of blowing into the cartridges to try to yeah. make them work. Yeah, actually, <laughs> people memories. say now that that's not a good idea. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. <laughs> time. I'm just saying, like, that was common knowledge. Like, it was common knowledge way back when you even did it with Game Boy cartridges and stuff. Until they started, like, the DS cartridges don't really have the same slot as a Game Boy cartridge or an N64 cartridge. You wouldn't, you would just blow on them and it was like, it'll get the dust out, it'll start working. And actually, a lot of times I hear now that, oh, you know when you blow in things, like, saliva from your mouth comes out and it, all that moisture can corrode the, <laughs> the cartridge. I'm like, oh, that's lovely. Well, ours always continue to work. I mean, by the time yeah. that we got rid of our like nintendo 64 and got a wii like nintendo 64 was probably like decades old and mm. it's well would it have been decades I mean, it would have been a, but it's about as old as i am so it would have been a little over oh, yeah so it would have been a little bit over like two decades if i remember correctly all of the games that we had at that point like still worked and stuff so i don't even know what we did with it honestly i but, can't believe you got but, rid of it i'm a little hurt I'm. I don't remember. Maybe the. Maybe I don't remember if the console itself broke or what. I don't know. But I hate consoles because, you know, at that point Wii was big, and so we tried getting a Wii, and then like in a year, it's already a different console, and I'm kind of like, if the console that you have is still working, 
I don't want to pay hundreds of dollars for something new just because it's different. Like, for example, you got me into Legend of Zelda, and I would love to play Breath of the Wild, but in order to do that, I have to have a Nintendo Switch, or I think another console, but I don't remember what the other one is. Um, I think they did release it for the Wii U, but no one cares about that. Yeah, and we only floundered. And I'm like, I don't even want the Wii U. So game consoles frustrate me, because I'm just like, just stick with something, and maybe in like 10 years release something new. (laughs) I don't need a new one every year, and I don't want to spend money to keep getting it. I mean, that's what used to happen. I I feel like game console releases were more and more spread out until fairly recently. Because now technology is rapidly, rapidly changing. And a lot of times, like, I don't know. For me, I don't feel the pressing need to get a lot of consoles because they're usually only one or two games that I want. And if I really want them, sometimes I can get them on my laptop instead. But that is also a reason why a lot of people will choose... PC gaming over console gaming and not that you have to choose that but if you know what you're doing you can upgrade parts of your PC to bring it up to date with technology without overhauling the whole thing and buying a new computer. Yeah that is something cool because I'm not like a hardcore PC game or anything but there is a game like indie game that I've loved for probably like a year now probably like almost like two years now Wolf Quest which is exactly what it sounds like. It's like a wolf simulation game. It is amazing. I love it. And the developers were releasing an anniversary edition, which was a whole new edition, and it needed, like, better graphics card, and our computer has, like, no graphics cards. So I did end well, up getting... have to have something. Okay, it doesn't have, like, a built-in graphics card, but it has something else with the graphics, but it's, it's mm-hmm. awful, and it wasn't going to work. And so... I spent money to get an actual gaming level laptop just so I could play Wolf Quest. <laughs> but with Wolf Quest, what is nice is like right now the game is in early access. It's been in early access for like three weeks to a month. And they can upload patches that then we download and, you know, change the game. But it's still all on the same computer, all the same. I'm not having even like installed new software. It's just those patches which you can't mm-hmm. do with console games well, and it's annoying well, no that's not true that's not true is it not is it not true no i feel like we've established i'm not a gamer and i don't know anything about it but I can well you play just said more. you're part of the pc master race so i mean i don't know you don't know what that joke is do you it's not to be rude you don't know what that no, joke I, is do you i do not i don't know if it still happens or, or if it's become enough of a joke that people don't say it anymore but some PC gamers would get have a huge superiority complex about how PC gaming was just so much better than console gaming in every way, shape, or form. And, you know, we, we're we <laughs> just better than you. And so the joke was that they're like, oh, yeah, PC gamers are the master race, which, you know, in retrospect, probably not the best joke to make, but it does get the point across. Anyway, I was going to say something intelligent uh we're gonna talk about patches with consoles oh yeah i don't know much about this i'll admit but there's a new rise in these games like they call them games as service kind of so fortnite would fall under that category i'm sure you know what fortnite is at least yes i've never played it okay you know what it is i i've played it a couple times i almost won one time i got to the final two and then i died i don't know how i did it (laughs) 
it was stressful. Anyway, a lot of those games like Fortnite or games as service, they'll release pat not necessarily patches like I mean, a lot of games will release patches for glitches and different things like, oh, we noticed people were exploiting this thing to cheat at the game. So we put a stop to that because that's not cool. With games like Fortnite, they'll release um, new quote unquote seasons. So every couple weeks, the setting of the game changes, there's new things, and it builds a story somehow. I'm not really that much into it, but there is, especially with now most gaming consoles, actually all gaming consoles being connected to the internet and having that capability, companies are more able to change games after they're released, which on one hand is cool, but on the other hand... Sometimes you wonder if you're getting a fully complete finished game when you buy it f- at uh, when you buy it up front. Well, and forget literally everything I said that about Wolf Quest because apparently this doesn't apply. <laughs> oh, I told you I don't know okay. much about anything. But listen, if you want to know how to hunt down a mule deer on Wolf Quest, I am your girl because I've been doing that a lot lately and I've been enjoying myself. Well, I'm very proud of you. Anyway, we were talking about Pokemon. Yeah. So I didn't grow up with Pokemon. I, like, knew it was a thing. And, like I said, I knew in Super Smash Bros. Jigglypuff of Pikachu. I actually cannot tell you whether I knew they were from Pokemon or not. I just... All I know is that I knew that I liked this little yellow thing because it went, Pika, Pika! That was really cute, and I thought it was adorable. <laughs> And so, like, I always used Pikachu whenever I was fighting with my sisters and Super Smash Brothers. But other than that, I just was never really exposed to it. Then, as I've gotten older, like, as a young adult, people that I know, like, it's a mainstream thing. Not mainstream, but it's, like, a sort of, like, one of those, like, cult classic things. It's a cultural phenomenon that people are talking about and like i watch all of these different youtubers and so many of them especially a lot of like the animation youtubers talk like jaden animations and stuff talk about like pokemon whenever they were kids and i was just like i i never experienced this i never played it then like friends like you that have played it and like really like it like i I really like it is an understatement but yeah well i i was trying to be fair i could go bigger if you want but people who are huge nerds and don't have any real friends. No, oh, okay. That wasn't as far as I was going to go, but all right. We can <laughs> get to that. It's accurate. No, I'm kidding. Really, yeah. I got really interested then in it because it is something that I didn't experience, but I wanted to learn about it. And so the closest I've ever really gotten, other than um, as an adult, the closest I've gotten to playing any sort of Pokemon game has not been a main game, but was like, a month or two of Pokemon Go, which I eventually got bored with. <laughs> so what I've been doing is somehow I stumbled upon like three different Pokemon like YouTube channels to like talk about a whole bunch of different things. And I, I have been watching them for some reason, just like binging their videos and learning about it. And so it comes to this weird thing where based on the types of videos I've watched, I can identify and name quite a few Pokemon, and I know some of, like, the real-life history behind creating them, like, being based off of Japanese yokai or some other mythologies or whatever, but I know, like, nothing about the actual world in the game, and so I have this weird knowledge, but yet I don't. 
And so I do actually would like to possibly get into it, maybe someday play a main series game. Like if I would have one of the consoles or one of the games was on and the game, I would I would go for it. Yeah. But I was like, well, you know a lot about it. Let's do. do an episode. And you can test me and see what I have learned from these YouTube channels. And well, maybe it'll be amusing. Also, I will put all three of these YouTube channels in the description. The ones that I've been watching have been True Green 7, Locks in the Noggin, and MJ TV. I don't know how those are the ones I found. I know there are other ones, but those are just the ones that I've been drawn to that I've watched. So I'll put their links and you can check them out. So what's in the docket yeah. for today? Maggie well, with let's see here. Da, 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 da. I mean, you told me to make a list of my top 10 favorite Pokemon, and I said, are you crazy? Because as of August 20th, 2019, there are 809 Pokemon. There are 17 others that we know of, but haven't been officially released yet because they're for the upcoming games this November, which we're not going to talk about because Dexit is a whole different problem that I don't even feel equipped to really discuss. I was going to say, I want you to spill all the tea, man. I've been watching about, like, about different Dexit? videos about it. Well, yeah, about that. Maybe not like on the podcast. I feel like it's going to be a long conversation, but I would love for you to explain that to me because oh. I've been watching some videos from those YouTubers I was talking about covering Sword and Shield information. I don't know mm-hmm. why I'm so interested. Like, they've been talking about something about no national decks. And, yeah. Like, so there. And I've just been, like, sitting there like, oh, this is, I only understand half of what you're saying, but it's really interesting. So I'm, like, keeping up with the Sword and Shield news, even though I don't really know what I'm keeping up with. So I mean, I can give you the quick rundown. Basically, in any given Pokemon game, you have a regional dex and a national dex, or, you know, the dex being short for Pokedex. And so in the regional dex are the Pokemon that can only be found natively in the region where the game takes place. So for example, actually, I'm not going to give an example. So each game is set in a different region. And I do know a little bit about the regions. Yeah. And like what the stuff is. So then the national decks is the complete list of all the Pokemon to exist across all the games of all time. Okay. That doesn't mean those Pokemon can be found natively in that game. But if you acquire one through outside means, sometimes through... Uh, trading with a friend, um, you can transfer Pokemon through different generations of games, or you can hack the game, which we don't do because that's not cool. Don't do that. Although I don't even know I how to say, hack anything. No, I I mean we used to hack things with my friends Action Replay. Oh, and yeah. I I did hack I hacked a, a copy of Pokemon Pearl. And there were some weird things that happened, man. I had triggered a lot of in-game events that weren't supposed to happen. It was weird, um, but it was kind of funny. Anyway, that's besides the point. Basically, what they're saying is these new games, Sword and Shield, won't have the national decks, which means you can only acquire the Pokemon that are in the regional decks. And even if, like, like, for example, not that this will happen, but say Pikachu is not in the regional decks you cannot bring a Pikachu into Sword and Shield. Does that make sense? That won't happen, of course, because Pikachu is the mascot of the whole whole entire franchise. But does that kind of make sense? Yes. Also, that that also did make me remember one other experience I've had with Pokemon was going to see Detective Pikachu with you. I don't know how much that counts. Or how accurate it it is, but I did watch. Those are like my three things. Super Smash Brothers playing with Pikachu. 
Pokemon Go for a few months, and then Detective Pikachu, which I actually really, really like Detective, Detective Pikachu Detective Pikachu is a great movie, okay? Fun. The other day, I was actually like, man, I want to watch it again, which I'm mm-hmm. sure it came out really early this year, so I'm sure it's out. Oh, yeah, it it's definitely out of DVD. Yeah, so I should find it somewhere and watch it again. Yeah. Force my parents to watch it with me. All right. Solid. So you... I, I was just going to say one more thing I will add. Yeah. This, I was going to bring this up later anyway. I will, even though I'm like, I'm bummed about the Dexit thing and how they're kind of, I feel like they're robbing us of a lot of things. I will probably still buy either Sword or Shield because my new favorite Pokemon is in it. And it's Wooloo, which is the greatest Pokemon I've ever seen oh, in my I've life. Seen that one. It, isn't it great? Yeah, it's so cute. I love how it's just like, it just rolls away from trouble and I'm like, yes. same. <laughs> it's such a I relatable also... Pokemon. I, I definitely have a type when it comes to Pokemon that I love. So we both made lists of our favorite Pokemon and it was hard for me to choose. It was probably less hard for Kiara to choose. <laughs> it was literally, so there are some that I have seen, like just in general that I've seen on different videos i've watched them just like that one's really cool looking or that one's pretty or whatever like for example loxton and noggin had a series that was like they had like i think it was like 16 different videos and it was going over every pokemon in each type and why they were that type so like every water type explained every electric type explained super interesting to me i really enjoyed it so i got to hear about a lot of the pokemon even if it was just briefly as in oh this is their origin so there were a lot that i had heard of or at least seen but the way I did this was I literally just, like, last night looked up a list of e- every Pokemon. And I was just going down the list and being like, oh, which ones do I like that look cool? So most of these are probably just going to be the way that they look and not really that much about anything in-game. And it definitely will have nothing to do with, like, battle stats or anything. It's just going to oh, be, I- this is cool. Yeah. I don't pick my favorites based on battle stats. I mean, there are some that I like that are good strategically or that I like to use strategically, but there are some that are my favorites. I'm just like, look, they're ridiculous and I love them. Let me live my life. I think, other than Wooloo being your, like, new favorite, I think I know your, like, t- number one old favorite Pokemon, I think. Tell me. We'll have to, you want me to tell you now? Or do you want yeah, to go ahead and tell it? me. Or do I know? I, okay, so I yeah. know what ev- I know what e- what evolution line it's in, but I cannot remember if it's the first or second evolution. So I don't remember if it's Mareep or Flaffy, but I think it's Mareep, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. So yes, you're right. It's I, I like to. I don't really care for Flaffy because middle evolutions. I I don't really have any strong opinions of ever. I actually really I like Mareep because it's really soft and floofy, and as you can see. I really like um, sheep Pokemon for some reason. They're just, they, they look fluffy and I love them. I also really like the third stage evolution in that chain, Ampharos. Um, I like to use Ampharos in, in battle. That one's made it into my team in a couple of games that I've played. Different movesets each time, usually. Not that anybody cares, but so those are two of my favorites. Um, I kind of include them as one because they're in the same chain it just kind of depends on the context which one i'll answer is my favorite kiara muted herself so i don't know where she went i'm sorry i'm dying from coughing over here you can go back to coughing if you want i'll wait uh, i didn't want to interrupt you while you were doing that Uh, i was drinking water and somehow choked on it (laughs) oh my goodness 
It's okay. I choked on my tea earlier. By the way, I'm drinking tea out of a Pokeball shaped mug. So that's, that's exciting. I really like anything Pokemon related. I have a oh. lot. My friend came to visit me on campus a couple months ago. And she just shows up at my room with this, like, three-foot-tall, gigantic Snorlax. And so it's it's massive. And I don't know... I love it dearly. It's so soft and fluffy, and it makes a perfect backrest when you want to, like, sit up in bed and stuff. But other than that, I have no idea where to keep it. Like, right now it's sitting on the couch in the apartment because I don't know what to do with it. And I know my roommates are going to arrive and be like, Maggie, why do you have this? And I'm like, I don't know. It's my friend. Let me live. All right. He just moved in one day and he's here to stay. Okay, would you rather give your more intelligent list first or have me just ramble a little bit about some really, really random Pokemon? I want to hear your list first. Do you want to just give the whole list? Like, yeah, that's what I'm In rapid fire? Let's do that. Yeah, because I also don't have a lot to say about most of these, my reasonings for most, so... I don't I have a lot through. to say about mine either, so... I'm going to start with just number 10, which is Talonflame. Mm. And I was like, that's really cool. I like falcons. It's like a fiery bird, and it looks cool. And I like... <laughs> I really like, like, birds of prey. Especially falcons. My favorite is a peregrine peregrine falcons. I love peregrine falcons so much. That <laughs> one is not a peregrine falcon, but I just thought it was cool. You know, our yeah. this is a tangent. Um, my school's mascot is the falcons, and so pretty much everything on campus is like, if you need to name something, it's falcon related. So the name of our literary magazine is the Peregrine Review. Um, the I name of our like alumni student alumni council is Ias, which is the name for a baby falcon, I think. Something oh. like that. Stuff like that. And there comes to a point where like, okay, this is clever, but this is also a little tacky. But every time I hear the word peregrine, I think of, oh yes, the peregrine falcon or the literary magazine at my college. Now you know it's my favorite falcon. Yep. Uh number nine is Absol. Also, if I pronounce any of these wrong, Absol's a good one. That should have been on I, my list. I think that I'll probably pronounce all or most of these right since I have heard a lot of these spoken in videos, but if I do pronounce them wrong, correct me. So Absol is is actually does have a little bit of story with it, why I like it. I think it's really interesting because it's like known as the disaster Pokemon because it can sense when like natural disasters are about to happen and it goes down from the mountains to warn people but instead people think it's like a harbinger of death and i don't know why i just like that i think it looks cool so i'm just like well i like you and then number eight was actually one that i wasn't familiar with really until i was going down the list of pokemon and i saw this one and i'm like oh it's so cute and it's this one's one that i'm not exactly sure i think it's herdier herdier oh spell it the H-E-R-D-I-E-R, the little doggo one. Oh, yeah. I would say her her it, it evolves from Lillipup, or no, yes. And evolves into something else that's a big fat dog. Right? Stout. Yeah, that one. So the reason I picked this one is all three of them look like terriers. But this one specifically reminds me of a Yorkshire Terrier, and my dog, Luna, is half Yorkshire Terrier, and she's all silver, she's not black and brown, but for some reason, it still just reminded me of her, and I'm like, I like it, I want one. (laughs) So I put that one on there. 
Seven is Zigzagoon because it's so cute. It's a raccoon dog. Like, look at his face. Also, I believe he's literally one of the most useless Pokemon, but I'm glad you like him. But he's so fuzzy. <laughs> I remember playing Pokemon Go and catching what I thought was a Zigzagoon, and I was so excited. I'm like, look at its cute little face. And then it transformed into Ditto, and I messaged you, and I was like, I thought I caught a Zigzagoon, and it was a Ditto. I'm so mad. And you're like, Kiara, that's good. Dittos are good. I'm like, I don't care. I wanted Zigzagoon. Jeez, li- I, listen, I don't want to talk about Pokemon Go too much on this on this episode because I have a lot of feelings about Pokemon Go and a lot of stories I can tell. But I just want to say, you are the only person on the entire planet who would be like, rats, I got a ditto instead of this really common Pokemon that you can find out literally anywhere. That well, kind of cracked me up. I did eventually finally get a Zigzagoon somewhere else. Good. And I was, but I was just like, I did as a little raccoon dog. Raccoon dogs are so cute. And its name is literally like the tiny raccoon Pokemon. Like that is the cutest thing. Oh, love it. Number six, you'll actually see that there are a few of them that are on here just because I'm like, it's adorable. <laughs> and I like it. Mm-hmm. Number six, Milotic, because mm. it's just really pretty. And I've seen a lot of, I've seen like a lot of people think it's pretty and stuff. So I think that one's kind of a common one, but yeah. I like it. I think cool. I could see it being you, a really interesting thing. Do you know Creature, how you I get, a, do you know how you get a Milotic? Oh yeah, it's from uh, Feebas, and it's like a really—it's like supposed to be like a tale of the ugly duckling, except for there's also another evolution line that literally is an ugly duckling that evolves into a swan. Oh yeah, I did forget about that. No one cares about that Pokemon, but like with um with Phoebus, at least in game mechanics, it will only evolve into Milotic if you level it up. So in in Generation Three, when this Pokemon was introduced. They kind of brought in this new set of stats that don't affect battle, but they affect this sort of side quest type of thing called contests. And there are five stats. It's coolness, beauty, smartness, I guess, cuteness, and toughness. So you have to max out the Pokemon's beauty stat in order to evolve it and then level it up with that accomplished and you'll get a Milotic. It's so pretty. Which makes it really hard in games that don't have those stats built in. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, it's kind of a struggle sometimes. So my number five, based on the videos I have watched from from Pokemon YouTubers, is not a popular Pokemon at all. So I don't know what you'll think of it, but the idea to me is adorable. My number five is Klefki. Huh. It's just so cute. Like, people, I see, like, the YouTubers and stuff are like, it doesn't even really have a face. It's just a key ring. But then I'm reading its Pokedex entry, and it's just like, it just, it likes to collect keys, and it gets really happy if you give it a key. And I'm just like, I want it to follow me around and be its best friend. It just seems really cute to me. Like, you can just make it happy just by giving it a key. And uh, I mean... I feel like a lot of people cite that one in particular as, for okay, for the last 10 years or so, people have been saying things like, Pokemon is running out of ideas, they're gonna go down soon, and yet they keep making more Pokemon, like, what a shock. But Klefki is one of those ones that people always say, like, look at this, it's not even creative, it's just the key ring, and I'm like, like, you could do any better. This is now, so cute! Yeah, now sometimes fans can do better. 
but I won't talk about that because that'll bring up Dexit again, and I'm still a little bitter. But anyway, what's your number four Pokemon? Number four is another one that's literally just like, this is adorable and I love it. It's Phantomp. Oh, that's a good one. I just, okay, so I know that it's technically like the spirit of a lost child or whatever that haunted a tree stump, but it's so cute. Pumpkaboo almost made it on the list as well. But then it didn't because I was like, "Yeah, Phantom's cuter," and I'll put Phantom on there. It's just so cute. It's got little little nubby arms and big eyes, and I just want to hug it. Except for, I guess it's a ghost. I probably wouldn't be able to hug it, but I I want to hug it though. Well, it had. I mean, it's in a tree trunk, so it must have some kind of mortal mortal form, tangible form. That's probably a more accurate statement. I will say though that I care nothing for its evolution. Trevenant, I believe. I do oh, not yeah. like that at all. I love Phantom. I just want it to be my little ghost friend that just follows around and is like, I'm cute. I don't know. I feel like I'd have a high-pitched voice. <laughs> Maybe like the kind of voice I use for my dog whenever I think that, whenever I like say, oh, this is what Luna's saying. I always use a high-pitched voice. That's probably the voice Phantom mm. would have. Number three is, to the best of my knowledge, the only legendary in the list, which, to be honest, I don't understand the differences between uh, Ultra Beasts, Pseudo-Legendaries, and Legendaries, and I I understand their terms. I don't get what makes something Pseudo-Legendary or whatever an Ultra Beast is, but I do know this one is Legendary, and it's Xerneas, I think, uh, how you say it. Hello? Sorry, I've never heard the phrase Pseudo-Legendary before in my life, and I was looking really? it up. I'm, really? Hold on, hold on, I'm looking. Oh, oh, okay, that makes sense. I've never heard that phrase before, but I know what they're, I know what Pokemon they're referring to. Okay, uh, sorry. All I, um, all I know is that, like, the YouTubers that go watch would be like, oh, yeah, this one's a pseudo-legendary, and I'm kind of like, but, so, you, I would think either it's legendary or it's not. How is it pseudo-legendary? So, yeah, I don't know, but I like Xerneas just because it's a really pretty deer, and I like its antlers. So, what is this? Okay, there are pseudo legendaries and semi pseudo legendaries. What kind of garbage is that? Go away. I didn't even know semi pseudo existed. That's I've so only dumb. Heard okay, anyway, yeah, I never played the X and Y game, so I know which Pokemon you're referring to. I just don't have any thoughts on it. So you can go on to your next one. Uh, number two is one that I feel like is pretty predictable if you know me very well. Which is Lycanroc in midday form because it's the wolf Pokemon and it looks so cool. Wait, are you? Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Are you telling me that you don't like Mightyena? I can think of like six other wolf Pokemon and dog Pokemon. Mightyena, no, Mightyena is not, not a wolf Pokemon. That one's based off of the spotted and striped hyenas. My bad. It looks like a wolf to me. <laughs> or maybe the maned, or maybe, well, Okay, either hyenas or the maned wolves, which aren't quite wolves, even though they're in that family and they're called that. Mm. Okay, there are other ones that are cool <laughs> that are similar to I'm just giving you a hard time. Do you see this? I come on her show and then she corrects me about the one thing that I know stuff about. <laughs> All I take <laughs> is abuse. <laughs> but Lycan Rock is, is the most wolf-looking to me. And I, I really, I really like it. And it just, I don't know, it's just pretty, too. I don't like the midnight form, where it's like, I don't know, like a werewolf or something. I'm like, okay. And Dusk was okay, but I didn't really like the color combinations well. But I just love this one, and I would gladly have this one be like my pet and go around with me. 
And then my number one favorite one that I you know already know. Is. I know, should we do it on the count of three? I feel like that will go badly. Why? Can we because not? Because our timing's gonna be off. <laughs> it probably will be. It'll be like me saying it and like five seconds after. Yeah. Yep. My number one is Mimic You for so many reasons. It is so cute and all it wants is love. And it, it it makes itself a costume just so it can make friends. And when I was looking at the Pokedex entries, all the Pokedex entries are literally just like, it's just a lonely Pokemon. It just wants friends. And I'm just like sobbing, like, I'll be your friend, Mimikyu. <laughs> I love Mimikyu so much. I love it. Ugh, that is my favorite. <laughs> Someone once pointed out that for generations of Pokemon, They've been trying to design, like, basically a Pikachu knockoff. So, an Electric-type mouse-like Pokemon. So, in Gen 3, it was uh, Plusle and Minum. Minum. In Gen 4, it was Pachirisu. I guess you could count Shinx, but I don't really. Gen 5, there was the Flying Squirrel one. Gen 6, I don't know. And then Gen Gen 7? Gen 7 comes out, and they bring a Mimikyu. Is the uh, flying squirrel one? Isn't that one like Emolga? Yeah, that one. I don't, I don't know. Generation five and six, I literally could not give two hex about, and so I just kind of forget what they are. I also didn't really play those games, so that's part of the problem. Anywho, then P- Pokemon's like, you know what? None of these are working. Let's just make a Pikachu knockoff, and that's what they did with Mimikyu, and it worked. And I don't understand it. Like that's some it's great just... reverse psychology right there the cutest thing it just wants friends it just it's afraid no one will love it and i'll <laughs> love it i actually visited maggie at her college like a she week did. ago she has this little plush mimic you and i saw it and i was just like <gasps> you have a mimic you and i was just holding it like petting its head i loved it so much it's very I soft. it is I'm, so cute i'm holding it in my hands right now because it was right next to me and it is very soft i should send you pictures of like the random Pokemon stuff I have, like the giant Snorlax, so you can put them in the show notes and people can see what a loser I am. Uh, that'd be fun. I don't know if it'll let me if I'd have to put them as like as links or something, but I could. I, I'd have to upload them to like I don't know the internet somewhere. Yeah, because I don't know if it'll let me put like actual photos because I haven't tried. No, no, I don't think it would. But we could always see what what will happen. Yeah, I, I the other day I was literally googling plush Himikus because I was kind of like. Wonder where she got where she got it. It's really I literally cute. saw it. Here's what happened. I saw it at Walmart one day because every time I go to Walmart, I always walk over to where they have like the trading cards and stuff, just because it's fun to look at them. I never buy trading cards anymore. I'm trying to get rid of some of mine if anyone's interested. But they sometimes keep like the stuffed toys and other nerdy keep keepsakes there. And I saw the Mimikyu, and my mom walks by, and I'm like, Mom, look! And she's like, Do you want it? And I'm like, Kind of. And she's like, I'll buy it for you. So. the nice thing the nice thing about never being home is that every time you do go home your parents want to spoil you (laughs) so anyway (laughs) that's besides the point yeah well plush of a cute is adorable it is the best thing i've ever seen in my life and i'm a sucker for plush anything honestly whenever i was little and we would go to yard sales my mom would have to tell me that i could only get one stuffed animal because i have a million of them still but anyway i would like to hear your list of pokemon and your reasoning which is probably much more thought out than mine 
let's see, where'd my list go now that I've opened 800 other windows? Okay. Um, so starting at number 10, honestly, like the bottom four on this list are ones that I'm just kind of like, I like them, but they're not my, they're not like the bestest. Um, so number 10 is Vile Plume, which I don't know why I like it. I have, someone gave me a keychain with Vile Plume on it for forever and I've had it for years and years. It sits on my school backpack now right next to Captain America and Wonder Woman, who I think would get along if they ever met, but that's a different discussion for a different day. I think probably would, but... Uh, number nine is actually also the only legendary on my list. I gotta say, I don't really care for legendary Pokemon all that much. They're, I mean, I like them, they're cool, but I'm also just like, I can take it or leave it. I usually don't use them in my battle teams, just because, especially in a lot of post-game stuff, if you want to enter different battle things you can't bring in legendary pokemon because they're just that much more powerful than other normal pokemon so i usually like the older i get the less i care about them but i do like lugia um that's my number nine on my list that's just always been one of my favorites oh my goodness i just saw the thing that you sent me the detective pikachu one yeah i saw that at target like three days ago it was amazing it was so fluffy also, I would like to point out that whenever you search the Pokemon Center for Clef Key, there is absolutely nothing. Yeah, Clef Key's not one of those ones. There's actually nothing for Phantom either, though, which I'm surprised. I would have cons- I would have thought they would have had a little mm-hmm. a cute little plushie. Yeah. Well, anyway, back to what I was saying. Anyway, <laughs> back to me. Yeah. Number eight is Mudkip. Mudkip was my very first Pokemon, so it holds a special place in my heart. I like its evolutions, too. I like Marshtomp and I like Swampert, but Mudkip is my favorite. I do have a... I have a lot of Pokemon plush toys that I've just collected since my childhood. I don't have all of them with me, um, but I do have a Mudkip at home, at my house, Aww. at my parents' house. I don't really live there. <laughs> I hope that's cute, though. That's a cute little plushie. It's a soft friend. Number seven is Sneasel. Okay, I have this... Aside from liking sheep Pokemon... I also like sharp Pokemon, and I don't know if that makes sense. Like, just in general, when I'm choosing Pokemon for a team, I like things that are fast and have high attack stats, or special attack, depending on the Pokemon. So Sneasel is one of those. I've actually never used it in, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? I've never actually used it in a battle team, but I like the way it looks. It does fit those criteria. You'll see a lot of the other ones I mentioned fall under that too. Number six is Umbreon, evolution of Eevee. Definitely my favorite evolution, although Espeon comes pretty close too. Espeon, Espeon and Umbreon both almost made it on my list, but then I was just like, nah, Klefki's cute. Yeah, I like Umbreon a lot. I always, I like its shiny form too, because um, it glows blue that? instead of yellow. I'm just like, yes. It's good it's good stuff. Number five and number four are part of the same evolutionary line, but I made them separate listings because it's a branched evolution. So I really like Ralts. Um that's not the one that's on my list, but it's two final stage evolutions, um Gallade and Gardevoir. Both made it yeah. on my list. Gardevoir just ranks a little bit higher than Gallade, uh, because that's the one I'm that's the one I'm used to. Although I will say 
when it was introduced what i just i just google i just googled the phantom shiny and it's my new favorite thing it's so cute oh my goodness i'm sorry listening to me do you hear this (laughs) Do do you see this blasphemy I was really curious what it looked like, and it is the cutest thing I've ever seen. I want one. It is, it is okay. pretty cute. Okay, we're talking about Gardevoir and Gallade. Gallade. Yeah. yeah. So yes. when Gardevoir was in, was brought into Generation 6, and they introduced the fairy type, they gave Gardevoir a dual fairy typing, which in some ways is cool, because it diversifies the moves that it can use. But at the same time, it's also a little frustrating, because... Psychic type Pokemon are, or psychic type moves are super effective against poison type Pokemon. But with the fairy type dual typing, Gardevoir is now weak to poison type attacks. And I'm like, you literally became victim to the thing that you were supposed to destroy. And I completely forgot about this when I started playing a Gen 6 game. I got the um, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire remake. I actually only got Alpha Sapphire. I don't know why I gave both names. Um... (laughs) But that was one of those things I was like, why was Poison Fang super effective against me? And then I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, you idiot. They changed the rules, and now you have to learn everything again. I'm not bitter. I was just frustrated. Are you sure you're not? (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of other things I'm bitter about. That's not really one of them anymore. Also, I'm probably going to play Pokemon after we finish recording. Not going to lie. What number are we even on with you? Um, now I'm down to number three. The Oh, okay. I didn't put Wooloo on the list because I feel like then since the game hasn't come out yet, I can't mention it. So my new the newest Pokemon on my list is Decidueye from the Generation 7 games. Um oh, yeah, Sun Moon. Cool. I I just love Decidueye so much. I like it that it's an owl. I like that it's a ghost grass type, which is really cool. I don't know. I just like every part of it. And I know it was a fan favorite for a lot of people, so I'm not really being original, but I just love it so much. Number two, as I did mention to Kiara earlier, is Shelter because it looks stupid. It's literally a clamshell with googly <laughs> eyes and its tongue sticking out, and I love it so much. It is the most absurd looking thing. And like, Shelter isn't one of those Pokemon that just kind of, you know, shows up and you like it a lot. Uh, you know, it's not really one that people would think of as their favorite. I'm not saying, like, yeah, I'm different from most other Pokemon trainers because Shelter is my favorite Pokemon. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it did appear in an anime episode once, and I will never find this episode again. But apparently when it talks, it doesn't, like, roar or make, like, some weird animal noise. It just screams its name in a high-pitched voice. <laughs> and that is still one of my favorite things. I'm actually going to look for it now, to be honest. Let's go on YouTube. All right. Pokemon anime Shelder. <laughs> this video is from 10 years ago, and it's just called Shelder Wants to Say Hello. Oh, I want to say hello. There it is. It looks so stupid. <laughs> I love how happy it makes you. It's so dumb. <laughs> Let me send you the link. Uh, okay, I can put it in the show notes, too. I just want you to watch it. It's a two-second video, okay? I'm going. Oh, my! <laughs> you see? Yeah! That just screamed. Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. Wait, I can and, uh, <laughs> That is definitely something. 
And then I'm okay. assuming your first one is uh, Mareep, like I yeah. said? Yeah, Mareep and technically Ampharos. Um, it depends on what, if you're asking me if I'd want to use it in battle or if I think it's cute. I think they're both cute, actually, but I have a hard time separating the two. So they're both at the top. Fight me. I, um, I was actually thinking whenever you mentioned, like, Wulu, but not mentioning, but not, like, using it because it's going to be in Sword and Shield. One mm-hmm. that would definitely make my list somewhere for Sword and Shield was is Corviknight. Ooh. Have you seen that one yet? I have seen it, yeah. It does look pretty cool. Because it's just, like, I love crows and ravens. And it's just so, it's like a night. It's just so cool. I just like it. It's just dark and creepy. So, so I, those are our lists of Pokemon. I've learned that there are so many Pokemon I just want to be best friends with. But I will give an honorable mention to Pikachu, though, since I did, I know that's like the basic answer, but I did always love playing him in the Super Smash Brothers. My sisters would laugh at me because whenever I was a little kid, I would mimic him. Oh my goodness, I am mimic you. <laughs> it's full circle. Uh, I would, because I would always go, Pikachu! <laughs> and like, I was like, it was so much fun and I didn't even know what this thing was. I just loved him. So that was awesome. Were there any other Pokemon questions that you had for me, a noob? A noob. Well, don't be too harsh on yourself. I was actually curious. Um, I was going to ask you to guess some different typings, um, but I'm not going to. I was actually going to ask you, I picked a couple of random Pokedex entries, and I was curious to see if you could guess what Pokemon they were for. And if you get stumped, okay. I'll, give you, I'll give you options. Okay, I, have a few, I did generate a few random ones as well, because I was curious if you would know them any more than I would. Ooh, or okay, some, just do, so many. Do, do your ones for me first. I'm actually... I probably will get them all wrong. The first one is whenever three or more of these get together, they sing in a loud voice that sounds like bellowing. Sounds like bellowing? Yes. <sighs> Can you give me the first letter of the name? That seems like it's a like it's a fine P. Hmm. I gotta say I don't know. It's Polytoad. Oh. The ones I picked were specifically ones that seemed like maybe the Pokedex entry was a little bit more vague for it. And so I was like, oh, eh, okay. maybe, maybe it'll be less, I don't know, less, I mean, more difficult, not less. Yeah. Less obvious is what I wanted when, to say. When you said when three, what was it, when three or more are gathered? Yeah. And all I could, this is like, the the youth group kid in me it's like that verse in the bible where two or more are gathered in my name i am there (laughs) (laughs) that was the first thing i thought of and i'm like i don't think jesus would be too proud of me right now (laughs) i think he's very proud of us he probably loves the podcast probably Uh, okay here's another one i only have like three or four oh no i just went off of it i probably have like killed it three or four more because I just did a few and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, this one says, very competitive. This Pokemon will chase anything that moves fast in the hopes of racing it. It's a speedy one. It Nin- is speedy. Ninjask? No. Uh, Yanma. No. Yanma, whatever it is. Hmm. Does it have feet? Like, does it run? Uh, yes. Hmm. 
has four legs. Arcanine? No. Rapidash? Yes. Ah! It, I, it took me a minute, but I got there. You got there eventually. This one says, A well-trained one can sense auras to identify and take in the feelings of creatures that are half a mile away. Rolf. No. Dang it. I thought that was a good one. Lucario? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty good. You got, you it, got okay. one the, the word aura gave it away because its signature move is aura sphere. Oh, well, I didn't know that. So, yeah. Carry on. And then I only have two other more. This one says, They will challenge anything, even strong opponents, without fear. Their frequent flight fights, not flights, their frequent fights help them become stronger. That could be anything. That's why I picked it. I was like, oh, that could probably be like any fighting Pokemon. So I just went for it. Oh, so it's a fighting Pokemon. I don't know if it is. I don't know its type, actually. I was just saying, I just, you know, I feel like whenever you're saying like, oh, they'll challenge anything and they'll fight, that your mind will automatically go to a fighting Pokemon. This, the the, uh, version I used, the Pokedex entry generator, does not tell me its type. It just says what it is, its classification, Um, and what version it was in. That's all it says. What version was it in? Am I allowed to ask that? Sure, I'll answer. White version, it says. Can I buy a vowel? No, I'm kidding. Can you please give the origin of the word? I feel like I'm in a spelling bee now. I never got spelling bees, man. I was like, all you have to do is stand up there and know a bunch of words. It doesn't make sense to me. I mean, props to people who win them, but there are things, other things you could be doing with your time. Besides that, hmm, is it Makuita? No, I don't even know the, what that one is. It's like a dough. It, it looks like a dough. It looks like the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> um, I do not know what that not is. Really. No, what? This one, what? What? I, that's what I said. What? I don't know. Oh, I don't no, know. it is not that one. Uh, give me the first letter again, if that's okay. It is an R. You'll fight anything to get stronger. I got nothing, man. It is a baby Pokemon. Oh, is it Riolu? No. Uh, okay, that narrows it down, though. I give you one other narrowing description. Descriptor. Okay. It is a bird. What? <laughs> Actually, its evolution almost made it onto my list, but then I took it out in favor of Talonflame. I thought Talonflame looked a little cooler. I have no idea what you're talking about. It is Rufflet. Oh, that's not a baby Pokemon. Is it? It's not a baby Pokemon? No, it's a first stage evolution. That's different. That's different? Yes! What's, what's different about it? Is it the first stage when they're kind of like babies all? No! <laughs> it looks like a baby. It's like a, a fledgling. It's a hatchling. That, it's... There is a specific group of Pokemon that are categorized as baby Pokemon. This is not it. <laughs> okay, well, I'm confused. But the next one, <laughs> the last one I have is... Rather than keeping a permanent lair, it habitually seeks comfortable spots and sleeps there. It is nocturnal and becomes active at dusk. <sighs> I don't know. I'm still confused by the baby Pokemon thing now. Do you want me to explain it to you? You can explain it to me later, maybe after the recording. I'm sure everyone else that's listening probably knows what it is. <laughs> I'm just the uneducated soul. Anyway, I have no idea what Pokemon you're talking about. I gotta be honest with you. It is Delcaddy. Ah, so that 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 happened. That's a thing. That happened. Not... So yeah, 
Yeah. If you take away anything from this podcast, know that Pokemon has a more developed lore than any of us ever knew, and we should all be learning from it. All right. Do you think That's we have the writing time tip of the day? Do you think we have time for yours, real quick? I'll do Your a question. couple of mine. Since okay. I, you'll probably figure these out, since I was a merciful person and decided to pick ones that you might be able to guess. I did not ask to be patronized like this. Patronized. I made that mistake in the last episode. Oh crap! Anyway, okay, go, 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 go for it. Let's go. Go, 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 go. Gotta go fast. Do it. Um, yeah, sure. Okay. This Pokemon is a dangerous Pokemon. If one beckons you while floating in darkness, you must never approach it. This Pokemon will try to lick you with its tongue and steal your life Hunter. away. All right. Well, that one was an easy one. I got to keep you confident. During okay. the day, hey, here's the next one. During the day, it keeps its face buried in the ground. At night, it wanders around sowing its seeds. Sowing or selling? Sowing, like S-O-W-I-N-G. It's like selling its seeds, okay. Here, does anyone want to buy the seeds? It keeps its face in the ground. Is it, oh, is it a grass type or would it be a ground type? It's a grass type. I barely even know the difference between, like, any of these. Uh, Tropius. No. I don't know what you just said, but that's not it. What is one? Tropius? I think that's how you say it. Tropius, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the banana banana goatee. It looks Uh, like a weed. Weed? Yes. So many of them look like weeds. I, I actually do not know. What is it? Oddish. Oh! Odd radish. I did not... Okay. Huh. You got anything else for me? Yeah. Okay, this one should be pretty easy. This Pokemon is... I'm just gonna shorten this. This Pokemon was created by genetic manipulation. You two? Yeah, okay. Actually, I didn't even read you the whole entry. The second part is, however, even though the scientific power of humans created this Pokemon's body, they failed to endow it with a compassionate heart. <laughs> That's so dramatic. I love it. I know it's so extra. I. All right, we're starting to run shorter on time. Do you have any more Pokedex yeah. entries? Oh, like I'll give through? you. Hmm. I'll give you one more. Okay. Actually, no, that one's. I'll give you one more, but I'm not going to do the one that I just thought I was going to do. Pick the hardest one you think. I know. Think I'm thinking. Okay. Being clad oh. entirely in iron hard armor, it flies at speeds of over 180 miles per hour. Oh, is that Skarmory? Come on! I don't know how I know these things, Maggie. I was trying to be nice to you, and now you're just making me look like a fool. I, I'm, I don't even know where I got that name from, honestly, because I was picturing it in my head, and I was like, yeah. what is that thing? I'm, All right, what? one more, one more. How many Ask more do you have left? Just I'm curious. I, I have a couple, but I'll give you one more. After recent environmental improvements, this Pokemon is now hardly seen at all. People speculate that it may go extinct at some point. So because the environment has gotten better or worse? Which one? Gotten better. Gotten better. So you probably won't see it as much. Correct. (sighs) It's a paradox. I can, okay, so like I can see, there are a few that I'm thinking of that like have to do with like the environment, but I'm not sure. Would it be either coughing or wheezing? It's not either of those. Is it Muck or Grimer? It's Muck, yeah. Okay, I was like, those were the four that I was thinking of that I know that are like the environment, not like environmental, but like Mm -hmm. the ones that have to do with like toxic waste and stuff. 
Yeah. Well, I think I'm most proud of Skarmory, honestly. I'm pretty proud of that. That was impressive. Thank you. We're going to have to maybe do another Pokemon episode someday and do Mm -hmm. more of that. Because that was fun, and I enjoy learning about it. Maybe, like, next time you can try to teach me more about the story of it. Because, to be honest, I know nothing about the main character other than his name is Ash. Yeah. Well, even there, you're getting a little fuzzy. So... (laughs) The video games basically don't have a story. I mean, they do, but they have a plot, but they don't have a story. So then you've also got the anime, which is where the main character is Ash, which I can't possibly start following anymore. I tried and tried and tried again, and I just cannot get into it. There's also different manga series. There's other... There's a lot of stuff that goes into this. So we can talk about other Pokemon aspects someday that maybe aren't the video games. Yeah, that's awesome. That means we have like good episode ideas. Some yes. I thought it'd be cool someday if we could like someday in the far future, since we'll we'll both be doing things and be busy in the months to come. But like getting together and you having me play like an actual Pokemon main series game for the first time would be fun. And then like talking about that, that would be cool. That would be interesting. Well, we're starting to run a little low on time, and we both probably need to go. So we should wrap this up. But... Probably. What did we learn again from this? We learned that there are details of Pokemon that even I didn't know about, and we should all strive to make our stories as detailed as Pokemon. That's your takeaway from today. Also, Klefki is adorable, and I don't know why you all are so mean to it. it. It's the cutest thing. Listen, Chara, you don't understand. Klefki is an insult to hardcore Pokemon fans like me, okay? <laughs> you don't so understand, because you're a fake fan. You don't like Pokemon because they're cute. You like them because they're strong. Klefki is not strong. He could stab you with a key. That was my gamer dude bro impression. I hope it worked out okay. <laughs> I loved it. I appreciate it a lot. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Thank you for coming along on this adventure with us. Hold on. I have an announcement. Whoa, you do? Don't act so surprised. (laughs) Wow. But don't you like my acting? Come on. You're a great actor. You should be you you should be in theater. Um you know, the number of anyway, go ahead. (laughs) Sorry, the number of theater jokes I make on this podcast is disproportionate to the amount of to the amount of care that I have about theater. Anyway, so the announcement, I do actually have one of those, is that we now have an Unreliable Narrators website. So we do post our podcasts through Anchor, and that consequently gets pushed out to a lot of different platforms. But I wanted to create a website that's kind of our home base, where you can find more about us, our episode archive, how to contact us, and just seeing some reviews, submit your own review and see what other people have said about the show. So you can find all of that at unreliablepodcast.wordpress.com because I didn't want to pay money for a domain name yet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there you can see where all of our where our podcast is hosted. Um, you can subscribe to the RSS feed. You can also sign up to get email notifications when we release a new episode. So if you're one of those people who kind of forgets to check your podcatcher app, you can always subscribe to our email list and get updates that way as well. And yeah, all of our contact info is there, all sorts of other stuff. So I'm really excited about this. I'm excited that we'll kind of have a home for the podcast that isn't just Anchor or Spotify or anything. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. I hope you'll follow us there or follow us wherever you follow us. So yeah. Yeah. 
And definitely, everyone, give a big thanks to Maggie, because she was the one that took the initiative to create the site. I was just like, she's like, hey, do, do you want to have a site? And I'm like, I don't care. WordPress hates me every time I try to do stuff with it. And then she went and she did it, and it looks really cool. So you guys should go check it out and tweet at her and tell her, hey, it's cool. And she is on Twitter and Instagram at WriterMags, and I am on Twitter at Kiarakami. K-A-A-R-A underscore K-A-L-M-E-Y. The Unreliable Narrators podcast is on Twitter at UnreliablePod. You can also email us at UnreliableNarratorsPod at gmail.com. And we'd love it if you could leave a review on or rating or a review on any of the sites you follow us on, as well as our own new site at UnreliablePodcast.wordpress.com. I almost you got it. Left you did it. I'm part. proud of you. Yeah. And we'd love to hear from you. So please interact with us, share us with your friends, and we can't wait to see you next week. Our hey hey Maggie, are we are we gonna go catch them all? Is no. that a joke? I don't I'm gonna go be the very best, like no one ever was. <laughs> all I can think of right now is Detective Pikachu. Oh, that was a twist. That was the twisty. <laughs> I just okay. was, no, it's that was a twist. That was very twisty. I use that gif a lot. Anyway, we love you all. Bye. Bye. <laughs>